Those are here. No, I was over here fucking uh, watching videos and shit. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you just go down it, you know, and I'm like 10 minutes later, I'm like, uh, uh. <laughs> I usually make a rule that I I only have like a handful of people that I send shit to. Uh huh. And I'm like, as soon as I send one to 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 all these people, I'm like, okay, time to move on. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, what are these things on this right side? What the fuck is this? We talking about? I don't know. Like new little apps. I've never seen this. Before. Oh, on the thing. Oh, I see. I see it. Oh, check out. Check out what I got. What you got? Oh, what is that? It's a Django. Really? Yeah, dude. So it's like one of those Django guitars. But check this out. So, uh, have you heard of um, the Alibaba and the Forty Thieves? Yeah, no, but no, yeah, yeah. That that's where it comes from. From from China, the the whole Chinese. Oh, know, oh, Alibaba, the the uh, like the 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 you know yeah the, yeah the yeah. Amazon thing. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, so they started doing, you know, before you were only able to order shit in bulk, but now they're doing things like uh, you get to order individual stuff now, right? Yeah. And so I'm looking at it and I'm like, holy shit, they got uh, they got some guitars there. And then I just typed in gypsy guitars and and they were selling them for like 160 Okay. And so these guitars go for, here in America, they go for um, uh, like at least six hundred dollars. Okay, so what do you feel different? It does feel. It feels well right now. It's still like it's still kind of like out of tune. Mm -hmm. So it has to get the wood has to get uh, I guess acclimated. Yeah, to the environment and whatnot. But it feels the the action feels very cool. Are you gonna the, change the strings out, or are you gonna leave those? Probably out? no. Yeah, these are. I'll, I'll change them later to some maybe some. Some some more flatter ones, you know. That's doesn't sound part. bad. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. And it's loud too. And so, like, um, so the, you, these guitars are mainly for tonality. Yeah, they they made them like uh, they're small body, right? They got that D hole. Hey man, hey, that looks dope. Like, looks. He's no, 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 no. What? It's your yeah, right there. Like if we could sc screen capture that or record, make a music video using Zoom, recording a reflection of an image on the guitar. Do you see that? Or a shiny surface? You see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah I see that. That could be. That's like hella like nineteen fifties television screens. Huh? Oh, that's yeah, kind of a dope effect. Yeah, hold on, let me turn on the other side. Oh, uh, yeah, that's tight though. Huh. Oh, that's a cool effect. Yeah. It looked like a tube TV. Right. You're right. I see yeah. it. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I was like, but I ordered, and it takes so long to get here because I ordered yeah, it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like a month and a half ago. Yeah, that's how most things, that's why I don't, when I order from, um, like when I order something from Pinterest or something, I tend to just, like, filter out Australia and shit like that because I'm like I'm not gonna wait hell long only to find out it's something that's like half the size. Yeah. No, no, I was worried about it. I was like, oh it's 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 cheap. Mm -hmm. It's cheap. Uh it looks it doesn't look cheapy though. 
You know, it doesn't look cheap yet. I get if if I was gonna if I was one of those like people that really know about this style of guitar, then they'll be like, Oh yeah, this shit's a replica. And I went down a rabbit hole on that. So I started looking up guitars, buying guitars from AliExpress. Yeah. And, and the the one guy he was saying, Well, right now the whole guitar world, uh the manufacturing world is they're easy to make now. Right. So it had me thinking, I was like, wait a minute, how many of these American companies actually get these guitars from China and then sell them over here? Yeah. For hella money. Well, you know? like, uh, yeah, I actually like, like most of most of like people's glasses that they mm -hmm. buy it all comes from one company. Yeah. You know, and I bought this I bought this resonated guitar. Yeah. A while ago. But during the pandemic, they were like, they're impossible to find, right? Mm -hmm. And all these companies were like, oh, we're not making them right now. And because they weren't getting shit from China, right? That's what I'm assuming because I was like, why is it taking so long to to make these guitars? I don't know. Maybe they're getting their stuff from somewhere or if they're already getting them made, right? And there was this one company that was selling them for a decent price. They're like $800. And I was like, where everyone else was selling them for like a thousand dollars and up. Yeah. And I was wondering, I was like, huh? And then I was looking on this app and I'm like, holy shit, they got these guitars here. And the thing is, when I was watching the the um these uh these videos on buying shit from there and the whole guitar world, they the Chinese just rip off all the um they just copy it. Yeah. Right. They print everything on there, like the the logos, everything. And I was wondering when I saw this guitar, they didn't show the logo. They weren't showing the headstock. Yeah. At all. Right. And then uh, when I got it today, I was like, oh shit! They has the logo of those guitars that cost all the money. You know, it's like uh, it's called a, G a Gigante or something like that. It's a French brand. I don't know. But uh, um, so when you buy something that looks like a Fender, you're actually getting like like a replica that looks like legit, you know? Well, that's why the price difference is, right? Like you right. get uh, 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 a standard and it's like from Mexico, then you get an American standard. Am I correct in that? The Yeah. Well, if they make it here, it's definitely a lot more money. Like, yeah. like you won't, you could probably find a Martin guitar in China that's a replica for cheaper. And they're just like, you know, they, they can't do nothing about it. American companies can't do nothing about it. They're just all counterfeit guitars. You know, so I'm I'm wondering how many counterfeit guitars are out there. Good. You know? And uh and because they feel it feels good, you know. I'm like I'm playing it and I'm like, oh shit. I mean, I bet you if you were living in Florida, it would get exposed pretty quickly. I know, that's what I'm wondering. Like But we don't have too much humidity here, so yeah, you know. Yeah. You probably be cool, and it's made, and it, they tell you what it's made out of. It has mahogany neck, and they they have a, they use lamination, which a lot of guitar companies use laminated wood. You know, so I'm like, all right, 160 bucks. Yeah, that's not bad. I wonder what their microphones are looking like. They have a lot of shit that's like, like if you look on the thing, you know, it's crazy too. It's like I got the app, and all of a sudden, you know, I order the guitar. And then it tells it sends you a message. Oh, these are items that could pair good with your guitar. And they're like, 
I was like, dildos and vibrators and shit. Really? No, like, yeah, why send me this shit? Like, this a, is... like a dildo shaped capo? No, it's just a regular <laughs> dildo. It's just a regular dildo. That'd be dope, like, though. You know, one of those capos that fucking are like two pussy lips. And then, uh, you, you know what I mean? That'd be yeah, kind of sick. Good guitar picks. Guitar picks. Yeah, you are listening to the BBC. Guitar picks make a difference. Yeah, they do. Really? What's your favorite guitar pick? Your nails? Uh, I I use my nails, but uh, I do like these like the thicker jazz ones because they they they're they're more muffled, mm. right? And then you have like the really thin ones. It makes it more brighter. I got both of them. Like the these are not like the regular ones. They're like heavies yeah. or mediums. I like the mediums. With the thin ones, and then I I go thick with these ones right here, and they're like. Uh, and then the they, strings. Do you have like a guitar with certain strings, and then you have another guitar with the opposite string? I uh, no, not yet, but uh, I am gonna do that with the other guitars I have here. Usually the I I kind I like I just get mediums like light, not too bright, just mm-hmm. in the the middle, you know. But because if you, but if you don't have a guitar with different strings, then you're gonna achieve the same tone out of all of them, right? You should have one that has lighter strings, and well, it depends, though, right? So if if I had all like steel string guitars, yeah, okay. right, you you want to change it up, yeah. right? But like the resonator guitar, it has that body made out of the metal and shit, so it gives it a whole different um, sound versus the wood one. Right, uh, and then you have the nylon string that gives it the the more like mellow sound, and uh, in the electric guitars, I can see that too. Like you I think I, a, I you never bought a Telecaster. Huh? Yeah, I got a Tele. Oh, so you have a Strat and a Tele? No, no, no. Remember, I I traded my Strat for my Tele. The Tele I have now, this one right here. Uh huh. I got this one. I traded my Strat for it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, because this one, it has the humbuckers and shit, right? And it's a 72, and it's it's, uh, it's kind of, and it's lighter, and it has a, it's a hollow body, and uh, this is the first, like, uh, Fender attempted using humbuckers, because usually, like, you know, Gibson uses humbuckers. This is the first telly that, that they tried doing that with, mm-hmm. and then they discontinued it, and they just re-released it and shit. Um, and I got it because resale on that might be high. Oh yeah. It's just like, I got it for, if I bought it back then, it was probably like 800 bucks. Mm -hmm. Now it's like 1500, I think, you know? So, and I got it cause you know, it's it's more versatile. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if I, the, the strats, they're too sharp, right? But this one, it still has that twang to it, but then you can still kind of like 
yeah. play with the the tone where you could get it to sound more mellow and jazzy and shit. You know what I mean? Oh boy! Welcome to the uh, Beat Exchange podcast. As you're hearing Charlie Chuggins explain his uh, collection of guitars, guitar talk. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I've seen I've seen Alibaba, and so I might I might give it a whirl. See if they have a imitation microphone that I could try out. Yeah, uh, because I mean. I've been thinking about getting a Sure SM7B, mm-hmm. um, just to try, you know, mm-hmm. just to try, just to see how it goes. Um, but uh, you know, I mean, I guess I, three three ninety nine is not too bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So maybe I could just consider it. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know if I really need it or not. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm to that point right now, but I, I think I'm going to do it just to try it out. Just to see how it sounds. It's a very popular microphone. And that it's for vocals. It's mainly for vocals. It's famous for, um, it's famous for, uh, uh Michael Jackson using it. Um, and then the, of course there's a whole bunch of other more expensive microphones, but I'm not, I'm not trying to, spend hella money on a microphone you know what i mean i'm not we're just not gonna do that because the room is not you know super good for recording but right. it, I, I make it work so uh but i have been hearing more and more like noises when i record in the vocals mm-hmm you know what I mean? I hear certain frequencies are there are always a pounce a problem. Sometimes I get a lot of woofiness. Mm. Um, so I'm I'm just you know I don't it might be where I'm putting the mic stand. I'm not sure, but it, it's something that I'm going to be trying out uh, going forward. Um, I don't really know, man. I don't really know what the recording is going to look like coming forward, going forward. Um, Picking up a um, yeah. Like a bass, like a something that will pick up. It's meant for like the kick, yeah. You know, the the bass drum, or you know, for for the or the toms and shit. Yeah. Just a mic like that. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, because like this dynamic mic is a blue mic, mm-hmm. and but this one takes phantom power. Hmm. So it's it's cool. I mean, I haven't had a problem with it since using it. I have a much cheaper one, an Audio Technica one. Um, and that one was that one you could hear that one you could hear it sounded a lot more thinner. I used the SM57, yeah, guitar stuff, you know, yeah. that sounds and, and maybe you know, maybe one day I'll have I'll, I'll get one and a 50. I need a 58 no matter what, but yeah, I'll probably get a 57 first, yeah, like for your vocals. Am I too loud? No, okay, I can't hear myself. Um, I was gonna say, uh, you know, Killer Mike released a new album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to it. So Killer Mike and uh, and Cool Keith released albums. Word. Yeah, Cool Keith released Black Elvis too, and uh, Killer Mike did his first solo project in hella long called Michael. Yeah. Uh, so what what did you think of it right away? I dug it. Um. I like it. I like how they use the organ throughout the whole. Album. I think that's the part that I didn't like. Really? <laughs> I, I'm not, a, but I don't like. I like some of the organ use, but then after a while, I was like, okay, it's way, too, it's it's too 
church gospel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that kind of got I got tired of that sound by like the third song. I I, I can see that. I think maybe because I heard him explain it, not the organ, but the whole project. Uh, he was talking about it is pretty much about him growing up. Right. And so I'm assuming they probably went in that direction, how gospel music and blues uh, is so important. Mm-hmm. Unity. Right. So it had that influence in it, you know? Yeah. No, I, 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 I could get that just from listening that he's, he's going to preacher vibe, you know, that he wants to be, you know, the killer Mike minister. Um, and, and I like the the Hammond organ, dude. That's one of my favorite instruments. I like it when it's used sparsely, mm-hmm. but I don't. Yeah, I don't. You know, there's certain um, when it's too much reverb, when it's too churchy sounding, I tend to like being like, all right, let's let's you know, it's a little overused. UGK uses that a lot, you know, in their in their production. Pimp C loves it as well. Yeah, and and that um. That always reminds me of that sound from, like, uh, they're from, what, the South, right? Yeah, it's all the South. So, yeah, it makes sense. Don't get me wrong. It makes sense. It makes sense, yeah. Um, some, some of the beats were cool. Uh, some of them were like, bah. Uh, anytime I'm hearing, you know, trap drums or that kind of shit, I'm automatically like, all right, I see what you're trying to do here. Uh, it doesn't attract me. He could rap, man. Like, the guy could rap. Yeah, he can. You know, the guy could rap. He he does he has some hooks. Right. Um, sometimes though, and and it's natural, you know what I mean, that you contradict yourself in a song, you know, oh. like uplifting black people, then he's putting down black people, then he's uplifting them again. You know, oh. like even in the same song he will say some shit. And I'm like, and I'm like, well, you know, it's only in hip hop where we pick apart words like yeah. that, right? <laughs> like you listen to any rock song, no one cares about the words. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's very rare, unless it was from the sixties and seventies, nobody was really listening to the words. Um, but in hip hop, you know, it's very important. So when you listen to hip hop music and you listen to somebody like Killer Mike, who, you know, is for you know it's considered a, a good rapper you know a person with a message mm-hmm. uh, some songs he definitely does contradict himself a lot uh, but i think that's natural you know but yeah i gotta hear it again i didn't i didn't pick that up yeah he contradicts himself a lot in the in the, in the same music it's kind of weird um but for the most part I, it was cool i don't think i'll ever go back and listen to it though i didn't I didn't walk away saying, oh, maybe there was one good song that I went back and was like, oh, okay, that was cool. Andre 3000 came out tight on it. Yeah. He came out really tight. Yeah. Um, definitely fucking, you know, miss contributions from Outkast. Yeah, did you ever listen to that, um, that podcast with him and Rick Rubin? Uh, no. It's good. It's good because he talks about why he doesn't want to rap no more. Yeah. He kind of like, I don't, he's like, I don't know what else to contribute to it. But I mean, yeah, when I heard him on this album, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, he's still dope. You know, I, 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 
when he says things like that, I don't know what else can to contribute to it. That I, to me, I just think that's a, that he just has no love for it anymore. You know, yeah. because in the realities, like when you hear his energy, that's enough contribution. When you when you when you see him creating, when you when you see what else he's gonna do, that's a big, that's a that's a help to the culture of the hip hop culture. But whenever I hear people like him and Kendrick and Jay Z say, you know, uh, you know, they're done with rap and and making hip hop. Mm-hmm. I think it's mainly because they're just done. They they ran out of ideas. You know, they they don't know what else to rap about. Hmm. I really think that just that's that's where I think a lot of that's where a lot of the shortcomings come from hip hop because there you know there's there there is in so many ways there is some some barriers you know put when you choose the genre. Mm. You know, like it, it does keep you kind of narrow because anybody that deviates from hip, you know, the the traditional sound of hip hop, you know, it, 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 a lot of the times it comes with slack, heavy slack, like fucking uh, uh, anytime Kendrick does some weird shit, you know what I mean? Or 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 when when Common does different type of, of rap music and stuff like that, a lot of it comes with harsh criticisms yeah you know? or when it like when tyler you know tyler obviously made r&b music but they still narrowed him into making rap music but no it was like it's it's r&b music but they won't let you go yeah you know i mean it sucks yeah you should just let them do whatever yeah i mean overall i think uh some people only- like it some people are not But it's always going to be like that, right? Like, you know, Bowie's the big example of every album being, you know, except for that couple of years run in the in the in the eighties and the late seventies, where kind of things were a little more cohesive for him. But before that, every album was hella different. Like he was trying something new all the time, and. You know, sometimes it hit, sometimes it didn't. Like some, definitely some albums landed more. Uh, mainly, I think mainly because I the 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 bass, right? Like, whenever I hear a bass playing well, you know, like when you, I think I think you were saying that uh, uh, Neil Rogers was helping them a lot. Yeah, he, he produced. I think um, Young Americans. Yeah, that like that. That probably that's the one with uh China Girl, right? Uh I think of fame. 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 I don't know China Girl, but fame I know is it's more funky. Yeah. Like well, anything that has a heavy drum and, and dope bass lines, I'm gonna gravitate towards no matter what. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, Neil um and that 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 Puerto Rican guitar player was his, his name is Carlos something, I forget his last name Almeida or something like that, but he was the one who was uh he he came up with a lot of the progressions I think with um fame ah that and John Lennon helped with that one too really yeah because he said uh you know that part where because they were recording and you know that a part where where it's like fame, you know, the the main yeah. mix. 
he he said that John Lennon was in the studio and he was like kind of like playing the guitar like to the to the bass line. It wasn't funky at all. He was just strumming and he was just going hmm like that. <laughs> he was just kind of making like a hmm sound like that. And then the, and then the dude Carlos was like, oh that we should do something with that. Yeah. And made Bowie thing say say fame like that, you know, drag out the fame and whatnot. It's crazy where where people get these ideas. Is being, is is being is being open, right? Yeah, is being open to constantly being open to to receiving signals from the world, right? Yeah. I, I know that seems kind of metaphysical and seems oh, like right. you know uh, 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 like like I'm fucking blowing on chakra crystals and whatnot, but <laughs> there, but there is a certain there is a certain openness you have when you what you have when you're in creative mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now there, 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 there's the other side when you're on on functionality mode. Like I, I it's hard for me to shift some now. I, right now, it might where I'm at right now this year. I'm finding it very hard to shift and do two things at once. Mm. So when I'm when when I'm mixing things and I'm when I'm hardcore in it, it's hard for me to shift and be creative. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like I almost have to do a, a a week away and then come back and being like, okay, I'm in creative mode because I haven't made a beat since this Ike and Tina. Mm. Like I'm I don't I'm not making beats right now at all. Yeah, me neither. It's it's a it's a trip like. I don't have a problem with it. It's not like I'm, it's not like, Oh, it's a beat block. It's not like anything like that. It's just that my, my brain is in a functional mode. Right. Like trying to, uh, because like, as you know, independent, independent artists do, we're like, we have to do everything ourselves. Yeah. Uh, you know, like a lot of the times you almost have to put on that hat and you got to keep that hat on. It's practice too. Yeah. Yeah, practice because I was telling you I was like, you know, because I've been doing this this project for a minute now, and I'm trying to like master shit, you know. Uh, and I was like, man, I just can't get it to sound clean enough or whatever. Like it doesn't sound. It just sounds. Um, it sounds like I'm not doing anything to it, you know. It's like I'm I'm doing shit to it, and and then. At the end, I'm like, I feel like I did nothing to it, you know. And I'm like, man, I was like, I should have, I should start off with a good sample, you know, a clean sample. And now I'm kind of thinking, like, no wonder folks like sampling off of records, yeah, right? Because you just dust it off. But even that little crackle, yeah, it's okay, and it sounds, it already sounds warm. Mm -hmm. Where you can manipulate it, I guess, more, and uh, you can lay more stuff on top of it. Where I'm, if I'm sampling something from YouTube or whatever, have you know, like I just like it. I'm gonna sample it, but then I'm like, I'm finding out that no, you have to take that into account. Yeah, kind of did, but then I just didn't care at the moment, and then I was like, well, let's just sample it. Yeah, and now I'm paying for it, trying yeah. to make it sound decent, you know. But you know, I'm I'm at that point where I'm like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Who cares? No one cares. I I listened. I bought the you know Black Star just came out with the 
with the uh, uh, put out their their album on Bandcamp now. Oh, the uh... Afraid of Time or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's on Bandcamp. On Bandcamp now. Oh shit. Okay. Uh huh. I had to buy it because you know I was talking yeah. shit on the podcast. So the minute it came out, I was like, yeah. All the reviews are like, thank you. I was I didn't want to pay for the subscription. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Releasing it on Bandcamp. And I hope it does good. I hope people buy it. How much you is know? it? Nine bucks. Oh, I'm gonna buy it tomorrow. Yeah, you know, uh, and I this is the first time I listened to it. I yeah. liked it a lot. It's tight. I liked it. But then you know when I'm listening to it, because now I'm listening to things how it's recorded. Mm-hmm. You take that killer Mike album versus Oh, that's the, that killer Mike album was super it, Yeah, super produced. Yeah. Yeah, and it's you. It's like it's so surround sound. Yeah, yeah. This one sounds like it's just gritty uh-huh. and grimy. And then I'm thinking, well, I'm I'm not even trying to do that, and I already have the shit sounding like that. <laughs> even, I'm over here trying too hard, I guess. But I and then like just goes back to the whole thing is like I'm trying to practice something where. I get to a point where I could do it quick mm-hmm. and I like it. Right. Uh, but again, it's like, I don't even know what that sounds like. Yeah. Cause if you're mixing and mastering and mixing, but I, I, and I tell myself, I like how uh, electric Ladyland sounds like, Yeah, you know, I do like how uh shit from the seventies sounded like, or um, even the new stuff. Like I, I listened to this other album was great. Uh, Benny Woods. Uh-huh. You know who that guy is, right? Uh, Billy, no? Billy Woods. What'd I say? Yeah. Benny. Oh, Billy Woods. Yeah, Billy Woods. He yeah. came out with a new album called Maps. Yeah, yeah. That's by that's by Kenny Siegel. Yeah. So Kenny Siegel, but Kenny Siegel's a pro. Mm-hmm. His shit sounds good because he's a pro. Yeah, and, and it has that gritty thing. Yeah. It, it, it's It's clean grit. Yeah. They know what they're doing. And then they send it over to uh, the the dude that masters it. His name is Willie Green. And he's got skills like crazy. He's got abilities to keep. I like the way he's able to, to, to keep these. He's able to keep the lo-fi feel. Uh-huh. But still make it sound hella layered. Right, and and it, it is a mixture of good recording, knowing the artists and knowing their vocals and stuff like that. But it's also having good producers that know how to mix their own beats. Yeah. So if you know how to mix your instrumentals, or at least have an idea of what that level is supposed to be, and that beat is intentional to be with a rapper then you got to make sure to have those frequencies open for mm-hmm. the rapper. That doesn't mean necessarily uh, to put a big EQ on it, but it, it, it is a, it is a, uh, a conscious effort to make sure that you leave that. So, you know, if, if you have trumpets, mm-hmm. you're going to dip out some of the mids just so it doesn't clash with a vocal. You know, just being really aware of what you're doing with the instrumental, so a vocal could sit in, and that Willie Green really knows how to do that 
good. And I think Kenny Siegel did this maps one. And from what I was reading about is that this fool is like meticulous and he has a good ass ear for it. Uh, you know, actually, I like the album. I like maps, but I like the out. I like the couple of albums that Billy Woods did before. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's just a dope writer. Like mm-hmm. him and uh, uh, I forgot what the other dude's name is. Um, they're that Arm and Hammer group. Yeah, yeah. And they're dope. They're dope. That Alchemist album was cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, they're they're definitely really top of the game. Uh, but I use when I listen to music prior to start mixing or something like that. I use Evidence. I listen to Evidence's album. Oh, okay. Like the Unlearning Volume One. I listen to the one that he did prior because he knows what he's doing. I was listening to some Madlib because mm-hmm. they're instrumentals, you know. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm doing instrumentals. Let me. Let yeah. Me listen- you know and you know yeah they're uh they 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 it's it's crazy how you would listen to something and you're like this sounds like it doesn't sound clean but it's on purpose yeah you know so you I, i'm assuming they start off clean and then just start manipulating it where if you start off dirty it's harder to clean you know Either that or it's just they know how to use them. They know how to EQ into the record, into the DAW, you know, like they are using like whatever he's using to make beats on. He says he's using an iPad now. He says that. But he might know how to take frequencies away from the sample so it has enough information there. You know what I mean? Like, I I really don't, I I really think he's lying. I don't. I honestly don't think he's using an iPad all the time. Because mm. I think he started saying that with the um, Freddie Gibbs album. When mm. when Mad Lib started doing the Freddie Gibbs albums, when he started saying, oh, I'll make all my beats on the iPad, which could be true, mm. you know, which could be true. I don't know. But I, I think Mad Lib is, Mad Lib is definitely one of those uh, so smart, so smart he's probably really weird to be around Mm. (laughs) you know what i mean he probably knows just a lot of information yeah he probably can't have a normal conversation around that guy (laughs) like what are you talking about bro yeah i was listening to quasimodo (sighs) oh my god that was so good you ever heard the second one yeah it's okay but not as good as the first it's not right it's not. It's funny. It's funny. Sometimes I li- okay. So Cool Keith dropped this album, right? Black Elvis two. And Black Elvis one, the original Black Elvis, it's a great fucking album. Mm. He releases this album this year. You know, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like Cool Keith, I'm a I'm a huge fan of Cool Keith. I always been. Yeah, me too. You know, but the last five years, maybe, give or take, might be even more than that, might be the last 10 years, mm-hmm. he hasn't really dropped too many good albums. He, dro- he dropped a good one with LaRon. She dropped a good one with um that Time Astonishing album. I think that was him. 
Uh, he did a couple of dope ones in between there, but for the most part, a lot of his music has been suck ass. Yeah, it's pretty weird. It's fucking really just bad. Um, and this one, the production got better. Okay. And some of his rhymes are actually really fucking good. Like he really goes in, but I'm not sure if he's rapping about female rappers. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if he is. If you listen to the album, there's a couple of songs in there that it sounds like he's straight up bashing on female rappers. I can see that. Like these like bashing, like you they're using you. You know what I mean? The only reason why you got any fame is because you're over there getting trains ran on you. You know what I mean? And, and it, like, and I'm not, I'm not sure if it's like Black Elvis the persona, maybe. You know, saying something like that, or is it true truth? I have no idea. Um, but the point is, oh, the point is, he releases this album as Black Elvis too. Um. Uh, but it's it's absolutely so far removed from the original album that I think he just could have named it something else and it would have been fine because it's too it's like it's like making a back to the future you know they made the first one in what like 85 86 uh, if they would have made part 2 in like 2002 i got to go down the rabbit hole of cool keith cuz I, I don't remember too much except for Dr. Octagon. I would, yeah, it's definitely that early part when he was Dr. Octagon, then he was uh, Dr. Doom. I think he was a Dr. Doom as well. Um, he was Black Elvis. He was, uh, God damn, what was that other one? Black Elvis was the one, I think it was uh, Welfare Love. Dude, he's so funny, dude. When he's a funny, like he was saying some funny shit on this one, but um, it was it's pretty solid. It's a pretty solid album. Uh, yeah, because yeah, and, and I feel the same about the Killer Mike album. I think Killer Mike is is. is I think it's a solid album. I think it's just, you know, I've always had my things about him because, like, I don't know. Sometimes it does come off a little too preachy for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I don't need you to tell me. You know. I don't know. I just don't need to hear none of that shit. Um, he has a lot of shit. Yeah, dude. He has a huge discography. Huh. Yeah, like I could tell you one's worth listening to and I could tell you one's to stay away from. But I think I think in terms, I would say listen to one album of him a month. Yeah, I think I was going to do it. Yeah, just do it. Just, just do it. And then listen to the Ultra Magnetic. Ultra magnetic. If you listen to Ultra Magnetic, and then see when he branches off, when he starts doing Sex Styles, and the Matthew album, you know, you really hear him when he branches off to L.A. and gets to work. Then you're like, "Whoa, I can't believe that shit." Okay, yeah. Two different <clears throat> fucking people. Yeah, I gotta listen to it because, uh, yeah, the only thing I can remember is Doctor Octagon. And- yeah, that's a fucking great album. Yeah. Remember that album? Oh, my like, God. The, the one that came out like a year ago. I was like, they're not even trying. Dude, that shit was so boo-boo. Yeah, it was like... It was so, some of the tracks were cool, 
but yeah, most of it was really just fucking bad. Most of it was really. I found bad. this. Uh, I found this uh, Jimi Hendrix impersonator. Oh, okay. Like you get them for birthday parties? Maybe. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And apparently, this cat, you know, he does shows. Is uh, called the Purple Haze Band, and he's from Richmond. Wow! What? Uh, he's from Where's Richmond. He performing Crockett. Marin. In Marin, he performs. Yeah, yeah and uh, his name is. Uh, hold on, let me find his name. I was like, holy shit! This guy, he's out of Richmond. Uh, his name is uh, Ralph Woodson. Ralph he, Woodson. Ralph Woodson, but he has a band called the Pur- the Purple Haze Band, and he's just they just do all Hendrix music. Wow. And he, you know he's pretty good. He sounds good, but then he also released other albums under uh, the Ralph Woodland a uh, Wooden Wood uh, Woodson Trio, the Ralph Woodson Trio, and I went to go listen to it. I was like, they came out in two thousand four. There's only one on Spotify, and it's really good. I'm like, it's, it's this dude is, he's dope. Yeah, you know, I mean, it just kind of like, I don't know what happens with people to, when they, they want to play like certain people and they just get stuck in there. Yeah, you know, and I wonder if it just stops them from progressing to be great guitar players, or it could be that they're just like a paycheck. Yeah, that too. You know what I mean? Because like. I always wonder when you get lounge singers and stuff like that, you know, you, you know, that famous couple that are lounge singers. Have you ever seen them before? They, they make appearances in movies and so often, but it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, I think the dude is a piano player, always wears black, has slick black hair and his wife is always the singing one. And they, they're always at like bars in, in the movies that they're, they're famous. I don't know who they are. Okay. And I'm like, that probably is their gig. That's probably what they do every day. Yeah, I guess maybe because I'm like looking at it where like, damn, dude, you're dope. You could play like Hendrix. Yeah. But Hendrix would have been like, okay, I already did that. Yeah. You know, I was like, uh, you should build on that. Like this is like Taj Mahal. That guy, that guitar player, like he's so underrated. Like people don't talk about him and he could do all that shit and he's very and he actually went to uh different parts of the world and recorded with different people he went to mali recorded with african dudes he went to uh india did some like indian blues and shit with sitars and him playing the blues and i'm like man this guy doesn't get that enough credit with me in the guitar world you know yeah i don't never i don't at least i don't hear you know, but I was like, wow, this guy's out of Richmond. I, I was like, man. Oh, because I was looking at this um, uh, venue in Marin. It's called Sweet Something, Sweet Country. Oh, or something. Sweet, Sweet Water. Sweet Water. Yeah, there you go. That's it. It's in Marin. It's yeah. uh, in Mill Valley. Yeah, I know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they had this group, this girl there. This girl, her name is, uh, she's, uh, what's her name? Uh, Christine something she's like a guatemalan sicilian girl okay right and she plays like blues with the resonated guitar and she's hella dope mm-hmm. right i was showing my wife i'm like dude it's only 18 bucks i want to go yeah Just go check her out see her playing she because she's really good and then i kept scrolling like, oh, i wonder who else is playing and i see this purple haze band yeah. 
oh, look at this. And I was like, I got to see this because I'm a big Hendrix fan. Yeah. And so I started looking him up. And then I saw that, you know, they have a little bio. He was like, he grew up in Richmond. And I was like, oh, no shit from Richmond. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's close. Yeah. I'm like, maybe I can hit him up. And I went to go find him on Instagram. He has his phone number on there and everything. You know, and I was like, I'm going to hit him up for some lessons. Um, So the we've been kind of MIA from the podcast for like going on a month now. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> if you're a month. But we, we, you know, we had graduating, te- you know, teenagers, well, adults now. Um, graduate high school. Yeah, how does that feel? Don't change me none. <laughs> it don't mean shit to me. She over there shitting in her pants because life is coming. But uh, I think she'll be fine. You know, they already signed up for their college classes and whatever. Community college is where they're going to be doing it. And, you know, go, get back on that grind. We had a, a party for them. It was cool. Mm-hmm. A lot of family turned out and... um Everyone was asking me the same thing, you know, how does it feel? How's it feel? And I had to sit there and think. Like I, I was like, how can I put into words? You know, it's like I, I knew he was gonna graduate. These yeah. kids are smart, you know. You know, he the older one, he was always very studious. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, when he applied himself, he could get good, really good grades. But when he was like, This is too easy, he was just like, Yeah letting that shit go and all of a sudden his grades will be dropping and his mom will get on him. And then I guess, you know, and then the Hugo asked me, he's like, how does it feel? And I was like, I was like, you know what, dude, to be honest with you, it feels the same. I'm like, no, I'm happy that he's graduating and I'm proud, but I feel like the same time when he first got a job at McDonald's, right? I was kind of like, this is his first gig. And I was like, oh, I kind of didn't want him to work. And I was, and I had to sit there and think, why do I not want him to work? It's a good thing he's taking initiative and he wants to work, make his own money. And then I was just thinking, and I'm like, maybe it's because you know you're uh, you you know you raising these kids, you protect them from everything. Everything, yeah. And I guess I start sitting back to thinking about how how what happened to me when I first started working in certain places, or when I was at post office in the beginning and running into certain characters, certain people and that treated me like shit, you know? And and so it, that worry came over me where I was like, oh man, I'm worried that I can't shelter you no more. I can't protect you from these things. You have to experience it. I I'm I look forward to it. Yeah. I look I look forward to them getting exposed. I feel I feel that um I feel the struggle, right, is what earns them wrinkles in your life. True, yeah, it's true. So, you know, I, when, you know, I hear certain times of stress and, and stuff come over and starts to begin and this and this and that, I'm like, okay, well, what you going to do? Sink mm-hmm. or swim? You know yeah. what I mean? Because, like, for sure, I, I, I think the mistakes that were probably made, you know, not by my, by, not by my parents, but by myself is that I didn't, and it, it probably, you know, I, I, I could say my parents because they maybe didn't push me hard enough or they didn't, 
not push me necessarily hard enough. Maybe they didn't know how to inspire enough. You know, working was enough. Yeah. Getting a job, it was enough. You know, I maybe I would have, maybe I could have done something a little bit better. Not that I'm not happy with where I'm at in life. I'm I I am happy. Don't get me wrong, but I wonder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if stuff could have been a little different, or I would have learned certain things faster. <laughs> but at the same time, like I, I talk with Hugo about this all the fucking time. Like, I don't, I don't know if if opportunities would have knocked on my door when I was twenty if I would have heard it. Uh huh. Even with lessons and people forcing me and this and this and that, I probably would have found some way to sabotage it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, I, you know, that's what I think now too. Like where it's like, you had to experience everything in order to get to this point now where you finally understand. Yeah. Where it's like, Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. There, there is a, everything is, uh, you can apply everything to everything. Yeah. Um, you know, and, it, and that's the thing that, that worries me. Like, I, I feel like, did I tell this kid enough? Did I tell, don't stick the fork in the, in the <laughs> socket. Did I tell him that? You know? I, I, I think those, I think that's a natural, you know, worry. Yeah. Like, I, I think I, the other I, thing he's leaving, mm-hmm. right? He's going to, he's, he's moving to Davis. They're not that far. Yeah. He's going to be gone. And I'm like, okay, well, you're on your own, dude. And and I'm like, and you know, I always, I wasn't strict with him. Like, if he mm-hmm. wanted to do something, I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Like the other day, he was like, Dad, I want to go to Sacramento. There's a band playing out there. I was like, okay, go ahead. How are you gonna get there? How are you gonna come back? Just tell me that. Yeah. You know, check in with me. And I'm like, you know, just let me know where you're at, just in case I need to get a hold of you, yeah. just in case something happens. Fuck, I don't know. Aliens invade. Mm-hmm. The are coming. I don't know. Just any, just let me know. I mean, I'm, and I, you know, and I, and I tell them to, you know, I try to be honest with them as much as I could. And yeah, that, that's the only thing I was just like, yeah, I feel like, like he's like, uh, just worry. Yeah. Like, I hope I think that's ever going to stop though. Yeah. All right. It's like, what, stop. how did I tell him how to deal with, with certain people? You know, like how that what that's fucked what what that's fucked up is because if you you explain to them a situation, they're gonna look at your situation like that's never gonna happen to me. Yeah, because I, I would. Be, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I would tell them things like, "Dude, stop! You know, don't wear that. Why are you wearing that color? Like that? No one thinks like that no more." I'm like, I think like that. Cause take that red. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be like, no, he's just, you know, I always try to treat him, you know, street shit. Like sometimes they'll be standing outside and a car will pass by and they'll just stare at the car because they like the car. Yeah. But no, dude, you're staring too hard. Don't stare at the cars like that. People, you know, might think you're looking at we, Like, honestly, we we suffer from a form of PTSD. Oh, you know that, right? The well, fact that we, the, the fact that we never wear flip flops in public. Yeah, yeah. Telltale sign. The fact that the fact that we never wear inappropriate shoes out in public. Why? Because you never know. Never know. And I'm like, listen. Never know. Try not to step on anybody's pumas. Mm. 
you know. My my uh, be honest with you, my biggest fear is them in a car. Yeah, yeah. That's my biggest fear. I'm be honest with you. That's the what. That's the thing that I'm dreading the most. But them going on Bart. Them 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 going to the uh uh uh, uh the community colleges and shit like that. It that 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 doesn't really. Well, I mean, it kind of worries me because they might not be aware of their surroundings. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but driving, them driving is like a super point in the back of my head where I'm like, oh, my motherfucking God. For sure, dude. Yeah. That's what I'm too. Like right now, I was telling him, he's like, Dad, let me take the car. Because I'll drive with him around. And I was like, dude, you got to get your permit, dude. If you get your permit, you could drive me everywhere. Yeah. I wouldn't even drive. You could drive. I'll sit in the back, dude. Yeah. Oh, I don't mind that, dude. Just get your permit. It's because it's like it's nothing that I'm worried that you're gonna hit the car. I'm worried about the cops and they need to make a quota or some shit and they happen to catch us or they catch you and you don't have anything and they might. Hey, you know what? I'm taking the vehicle. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, dude, I don't want. I don't want to pay nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thousand dollars for for some shit. Get the permit, you know, and then we could. You know, we could start working on that, you know, and for sure it does, it does worry me. And then also like, you know, just like, hey, just pay attention to your surroundings. Dude. Half of the world is on their fucking phone. Yeah. You know, and you're walking, people don't understand physics. You know, there's a crack on the ground and you're walking, you fucking slip a banana or something, or you're walking across the street and then not paying attention. Here comes a car yeah. and you're like, boom. And you, yeah, that's physics 101. Now you're flying in the air. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, those those things happen, and 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 you know, I'm, yeah. I'm it was it was big. It's a it's big moments. Um, yeah. you know, it it does deserve a pat on the back. You know, I I definitely have to pat on the back to the wife because uh, she's definitely yeah, my wife was on him too, like. on him. Yeah, like on him. Like me, I'm kind of you know, I'm like, okay, you gonna learn one way or another. Like that's my philosophy. You know, yeah. like you gonna learn. I'm not. I can't. I can't. I can't step on your throat all the time. I, the like, one thing I do step on their throat about is the chores at home. Oh yeah, yeah. I be on them. I'm oh like, yeah. Did you do this? Did you do that? Well, okay, then you don't do shit. Look, I yeah, I tell them like, <laughs> come on, dude. If we all help each other, yeah, that's go back to the matrix. Okay. Yeah. It's like I, I I could be making beats. Yeah. No, I'm over here. I got you them, them, them modules. Now you better start up on that shit. Yeah, you know, like start up on that shit, and then and then have them help you uh, clean up that garage. What the fuck is happening back there, bro? Oh, that's laundry. Oh. And then I started, I started cleaning things out that I'm gonna donate and shit. Yeah, it's fuck. It's it's dude, a... you about that donate life. Yeah, dude, because I I cleaned the garage and all of a sudden. There's a new bag of shit that they want to get rid of. And I'm like, didn't I tell you they were coming? They already came. It's like, I tell you guys throughout the week, yo, give me all this shit because they're going to come pick it up. Yeah. And we don't need, just get rid of it. If you don't know, you're not wearing it. You don't like it. You're like iffy about it. Fuck it. Get rid of it, dude. Yeah. And it's just piles up in the garage. You have no respect for my space. Oh, man. So, um, you know, summer's here. It's getting a little hot. Uh I don't know what is going to uh, come forward in terms of. Uh, I think Hugo has a show. By the time this podcast is out, Hugo's already had performed. Yeah. Uh, but that's going to be cool. Yeah, are you going to roll to that one? We'll try. Yeah. 
because I'm gonna be in the city. Oh, what, okay. what happened last Sunday? I had bought tickets uh, to go to go to the opera for my wife. Uh-huh. Right, and I don't know if you knew, but last Sunday was the whole gay pride. Gay pride. Oh. And luckily, my mom was like, "Oh, she, she was like talking about like, oh, I gotta tell." so-and-so to leave work early, go to work early in the city because everything's going to be locked down. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she goes, oh, it's the gay pride parade. And I was like, fuck, that's tomorrow. And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. And I was like, Man, that's when the, sh- the, 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 the opera is, right? And, uh-huh. you know, and it's in the War Memorial uh, Opera. Yeah, right there. Yeah. But it's, everything's closed up. Yeah. You know, how am I going to maneuver myself through rainbows and dicks and shit you know what i mean I, it's gonna be impossible and i'm like dude i was like i told my wife all right let's let's uh she was like kind of like well fuck it let's not go i was like no dude these tickets were expensive i was like let's uh let's take the bart and she was like it's gonna be packed too i'm like yeah, it was but with gays i mean you're okay i mean we're safe yeah we're, see a lot of action i'm not yeah. i don't have a problem with that you go into the tunnel they uh, everybody's all Whoa. <laughs> yeah. That sounds awesome, and, and so, and, and so then, but they let us go. They we called, and they let us change the show. How good for them! Oh, they're cool because you know they they're like, yeah, a lot of people are are calling to not come see the show because the whole issue, and so, but then the only thing is going to be at seven thirty, and the shit is, I think. Two hours and forty-five minutes long, so I don't know. Hey man, if it works, it works. If it don't, it don't. You know what I mean? Hugo goes on around ten, I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it does, it does. It don't. I mean, it's not a big whoop. He's gonna be. He's gonna perform, and then we're gonna see a lot of other rappers perform. I think I seen the list. Um, it, it looks like twenty people are rapping. Wow. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's 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 you know. Hip hop for days. Hip hop for days. Um, you know. Oh yeah. Um, hold on. We should start the show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I got a message. Oh, you do? Yeah. Let's let's throw up this message. This, we got we got a submission too. Oh, I seen that. I did see that. Uh-huh. Well, right after this message, we'll get right into uh, the beat exchange. Beat Exchange Podcast. Oh my God. You go, Monster. I know. I know. Look, man. Um, here's what I did today. I gave Cuban Links a listen, man. Uh. Preface what I, I think about it. Uh, I just want to say if there's a, a few things you want to do to get under Pablo's skin, I'm going to tell you the, it, it, it's probably these two things. One, you say that his rap style sounds like a Ice Cube's death certificate. And two, if you say two, you might be possibly putting your friendship at risk. Oh, my God. You tell him that Cuban links is okay. <laughs> he will come out the woodwork and protect. He'll send you messages that'll make you feel some kind of way. You would know, damn, I'm not. he's taking it personally. But uh, uh, look, uh, I gave it a listen. And, uh, you know, in my in my in my youth and in my thirties, I really didn't. I only listened to two songs on that whole album, and that was the one with Nas on it, and then and then the Ice Cream. 
and I've never seen the video in high school. That's about it, all right? That's how much I've listened to it. Other than that, I've just been trolling, okay? Jesus, I've been trolling. But it is an awesome, great album. I'm going to tell you, I even wrote down the ones that I like. So the ones that I like, I like uh, Ice Water, Heaven and Hell, Spot Rushes, Wisdom Body, and North Stars, okay? I think it's dope. Do I prefer Raekwon or Ghostface? I like Ghostface. Um, but actually, after this and then today, you know, having Sadler at the season, you know, that was pretty dope. And for the longest time, I swear to God, I always thought he said, um, um, make you see it like a 20-inch penis. <laughs> but in reality, uh, which still makes sense, uh, he says Zenith, like the TV. So, anyway. Um, um, yeah, it's dope. So, uh, we're still friends, Juan. All right, Be The Change Podcast. I'll be back. <laughs> Oh, my God. You know, like, he was hitting me up with that last weekend, I think it was. I was like, here you go. Just stop. <laughs> like, I, it's okay. Like, to me, it's okay that he didn't like the album. But I told him the fact that all of hip-hop considers that album one of the most pivotal albums in all of hip-hop, next to Illmatic, next to... Uh, ready to die that album is always put up there the fact that they have anniversaries for this album the purple tape they have a documentary about it okay that just proves that you that he was blind he was ear blind to the fact that he was missing out and didn't understand one of the greatest hip-hop albums of all time and I couldn't get mad at him about it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes being ignorant, you can't help it. You know, like if he chose cannabis over Raekwon, I can't get mad. But don't get mad at me when I say Tupac whack. You know what I'm saying? Really don't take it personal when I say I don't like Tupac. You see that thing that Corrupt said? Well, uh, about... um. Uh, Inspector Deck. Yeah, I I didn't hear necessarily. I've that clip. That video clip is old, by the way. I'm new to it. Yeah, yeah, that video clip is old because I think he did that interview at the Breakfast Club, and I think he also said that on a Vlad uh, interview as well. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. You know, it, it does make hella sense though. Like when you when you the fact when you listen to that song, all you hear is his ad libs. <laughs> Who's ad libs they were talking about? Those those are those are Inspector Dex ad libs. Ah, uh, that, that's why you hear at the end of the song, you you just hear bliss, miss, at the end of that song. What is it? Because I don't. I never. I don't um. Think I I got my mind's made up. I think it's on. Is I think it's on on the All Eyes on Me album. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could play it anywhere. So okay, so Inspector Dick is not on it. He's not on it. He was on it, but they erased his fucking verse and just left the background vocals. Oh wow, yeah. that's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, if I was Inspector Deck, I'd have been like, okay. You know, it's fine. It's funny though that it was a mystery up until a couple years ago. 
It's hilarious. Yeah. No. Yeah. for Cuban Links. Great album. Absolutely. Incarcerated Scarfaces. Oh man, bar none. Uh, verbal was it? No. Uh. Yeah, you're right. Was it verbal intercourse? Yeah, glaciers of ice. Man. The. That's right. The the. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. You're right. There's so many fucking good jewels on that fucking album, man. Like, I, I can't even... I can't even get into it. I'm not even talking about it. It was our first... It was the first of the classics of the week. It was our first one on the beat, on the Soul by the Pound podcast. Right, right. It was the very first one. When I hit, listen to this message... Uh-huh. Uh, move the mic up because you're cutting it out. Said I, I had to go listen to it again. Uh-huh. I just, I was like, oh, I gotta listen to it. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a cold hard minute since I've listened to it. Um, I listened to the Jizzes album. I think prior to going to the show. Uh huh. Um, the, the the Liquid Swords and that album is dope. Another one. You know that's. You know, sometimes when you think about the the you know the contributions of RZA, you know. Yeah. It's a lot. You know, yeah. he, he gave, he gave hip hop six classic albums. That's a lot. And Gravediggers. Yeah. And back to back too. Yeah. He slaughtered them. You know, with the one little miss, maybe Method Man. I still like some of the songs. On some of the songs are cool. PLO style, of course, Bring the Pain. Uh, You know, You're All I Need. I like that one. Hey, that's a Puffy remix, huh? The the one that we hear from them, yeah, but the one on the album, I think, is done by them. Mm. By the group. The original version. It's a little bit more ruckusy. I always got confused what Puffy did. Like, did he make beats or he just... Oh, he didn't. He mm. didn't. He was just like... I think he's just an executive producer, you know? Just people who knew how to make yeah, turn down the the hi hats right there. Yeah, you know he he probably sat it came in and gave his vote of approval. Did but you know that's an important role to know what's to know what the people are gonna like, you know, mm-hmm. like a Clive Davis. You know, you like you walk into the room and you know that you should work with you because you guys are gonna make dope music together. How do you know? I don't know. Who knew? That Carlos Santana and Rob Thomas were gonna make a classic. Mm. Give me a hop, make it real. You know, I hate that song, but America yeah. loves it. You t- you put that song on, yeah. you're gonna get a random white bitch dancing with no shoes on in the lawn. Like Is if it- I put that if I put that song on right now on my front front lawn, yeah. a random white bitch with no shoes is gonna walk up. Yeah, that's how you that's how you trap them. <laughs> <laughs> And a man with a fedora pop out of nowhere. You know, he, Carlos Santana told him, he was like, you're married to a Latin woman, huh? And he was like, how'd you know? <laughs> Rob Thomas, he was like, how'd you know? He goes, because your lyrics. Yeah. I was like, oh, I guess, I don't know. I think I I make that sound whenever a job goes good at uh, at work. <laughs> I go, I crack myself up, man. Uh, but other than that, you know, uh, we've been going down the Transformers rabbit hole. Okay. 
So we've we've watched all of them, all of them, all three with Shia LaBeouf, and then the last one with Mark Wahlberg, and then we we still got one more to watch before the new one. Mm-hmm. The three with Shia LaBeouf were solid. Mm-hmm. They were solid. They were funny. Yeah, they were good. That's the ones I remember. Yeah, and the last one with Mark Wahlberg, though. Oh my god, that one sucked. Yeah. The thing that always got me so mad about that got me so mad about Transformers is fucking Optimus Prime's monologues. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Somebody tell this motherfucker to shut up. We are here for the humans and we're brown to help you with all our power. I'm like, shut the fuck up, you big truck. Like, why are you the gods of all gods, dude? Like, get the fuck out of here, man. Speaking of Transformers, have you been paying attention to the whole alien shit? Uh, with the Las Vegas people? Yeah. Now, is there more to that? They have the actual footage that and people broke it down, but I'm like, I don't see shit. I'm like, I don't see shit. And then, like, this one guy was breaking it down. I was like, when you see it, you could see it, and right now when you're looking at it, you can't tell because your brain cannot understand it. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I watched it for like 15 minutes. I was uh-huh. like, go fuck yourself, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what, see what you see. But uh, it made me laugh that there are Mexican folks. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it irks the shit out of me when people say things like, your mind can't wrap around what it's really seen. I'm like, Nah, man, it's either there and existing and I could see it or you're trying to implant right in my head. Right. And then there's like this other footage of that. There's like days like you could see it right behind the fence. I'm like, I can't. That could be a fact. I don't know what it is. And then, you know, uh, then they had that whistleblower. That uh, was saying that Navy time, right? He was saying that you know he heard that you know we're in possession of old um, spacecrafts. Now this is not the first time I've heard that. Shit. Yeah, they've been saying that from the jump. You know what I mean? But then when Day I heard fifty-one, but he said that he heard some one of his superiors say that, but he didn't see it. I'm like, dude, go fuck yourself, dude. Take pictures and then go fucking waste people's times. Dude, we are at a point of our life here with technology that we've got cameras everywhere. We are are capturing footages of people having the most extreme shit happen to them and seeing it on Instagram every single day. I see people get electrocuted when they're working in their homes. I see people in third world countries, you know, get hit a water main and get blown out of a fucking hole. I see kids getting dragged in backpacks by that bus driver for several blocks. I was like, wow. That was sad. That was mad. I would do it. I'd be furious if that was me. But I, I still, I want to know if the kid's okay. Or yeah, they're like, fine. Therefore, I mean, they gave a caption at the end saying that they're fine and, that, and the family got paid out. Oh, good. Uh, but, you know, that kid's traumatized, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, mentally fucked too after that. She's absolutely. Probably- absolutely. Well, 
kids are a little resilient, so they they might be fine. The driver, oh, the driver's fucked. Imagine, imagine doing that, and you're like, "Fuck, I didn't see her. I, I ate a gummy today in the morning." She was over there fucking yapping with some dude. I get the- she was just standing there like a fucking Momo, just like, so. Hey. But the whole point that I'm saying is that we see constant images and clips and videos of all kinds of shit. I see a lot of alien shit too. Like I see beautiful midgets more than I ever seen in my life. Yeah, that's true. Dude, it's so crazy. I'm like, yo, man. I'm like, yeah. She's hot. I know, right? I'm like, I see. I'm like, wow. Yeah, like it's a thing. So, anyways, but if I can't see ghosts, if you can't really prove to me some ghosts and you can't prove to me some aliens by now, Bigfoot. When yeah. go, it's it's uh, and it's hard to even when they do film something, you kind of I'm like, is that you know AI now? Is that you know special effects? Because I've seen like uh, videos of people out there on um, on planes and they're like filming outside and they see like a like a silver tic tac. Yeah, and it, it looks like it's just bouncing. Yeah, or like it just bounces and. Just disappears, you know. Who knows, man? I think by now, though, like, let's get with this hard evidence. If it ain't, if it ain't, then it ain't. I'm not saying that it's not possible. It's possible. I'm just thinking people won't be able to handle it. That's definitely what's not gonna happen. If that shit happens one day, people will definitely. People couldn't handle uh, Trump. Yeah. Uh, a, a state saying uh, overturning Roe versus Wade, motherfuckers were in an uproar. You know, uh, the, the, I don't know, uh, women voting. <laughs> women vote. People couldn't get over that. You know, I think I think there's still problems with America having with that. Yeah, people freak out. I mean, like when you change something in people's uh, like everyday life, yeah. Like, like I heard a story where back in the days, doctors were able, like, say that, you know, your mom or your sister or, or a girlfriend goes into surgery, right? Any random doctor, and she's, like, out, right? She's, like, uh, you know, sedated and shit. Any doctor could come up with other doctors and just put their, insert their fingers in their vagina and check their their vaginal wall without their consent. Wow. Right. And then it it changed, I think, in the 80s, where this guy was like uh, he was like a doctor and there was another doctor there. And then he was like, oh, you know, have you ever done a, some vagina exam? I don't know what they call it, but something. He goes, no. He goes, OK, well, right now is the perfect time. And he was like, OK, I'll be back. And the doctor left and he was standing there and he was like debating the fact should I stick my fingers in this lady because she doesn't know that I'm going to do that. And he was like, I don't know. I don't think that's right. Yeah. Not right at all. She needs my consent. I can't. And then he was like, are you, you're leaving? And he was like, yeah, I'll be back. And he goes, but I don't want to. And the, do- the other doctor was like, it's fine, dude. This is how it goes. And he was like, no, this is not right. And so he went, I think his wife was some type of administrator or or a lawyer or something like that. I don't remember too much. I, I heard this story a long time ago. And so she came and then she made a, a um, started bringing up the issue, right? And 
you know, people started finding out about that. And then the patients were like, no, this yeah. is, that's not right. We want consent. Yeah. Right? And then the doctors that were there forever, they were like, they were outraged. Yeah. They were like, oh, I want to be able to stick my fingers in random ladies when they're out, you know, to check them. This is procedure. How dare you assume that we're fingering blasting them? Yeah. You know? And they were upset about it. They were like angry about it until, and they had to change it. They had to change it. And, you know, now they have to get consent. Well, you know, the world, the world changes, man. And what was, what was once normal looks strange now. And they're like drinking and driving. Do you remember that commercial when they were like, you can't drink and drive anymore? Uh, they're probably fucking freaking that's out. not America. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into this. This is the beat exchange. This is the part of the um this is the part of the album uh, the album. This is the part of the uh, podcast where we talk about the uh 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 samples that we that we get assigned to each other. We flip them uh using any manner any mean that we want to do and just make sure that you use the sample and only add percussive elements. Only drums, no extra instruments if you could, you know, hold back from it. Uh, it's always best you could use any effect that you want to manipulate the beat, uh, but just choose one of the samples that are assigned and make a beat and turn it into us, uh, sending it to our uh, Gmail, which I think is the Beat Exchange Podcast at gmail.com, I think. Yeah. Anyways, uh, also follow us on Instagram at the Beat Exchange Podcast, and that's the way you'll be able to contact us. Follow at Charlie Chingus and me at Pavo Music. Um, so right here, man, we got the Wings song. Uh, Wings is the band that Paul McCartney started after the Beatles. Nah, during the Beatles. During the Beatles, thank you. I was reading up on it where he kind of started it, and they got like hella albums out. This is actually his wife is in the band too, right? So them two started the band pretty much, and they had another guy from uh, Blue Oyster Cult in it, the guitar player, I think. One of those bands, some other famous band. So they, they formed this band because in 1966, the the Beatles stopped touring, right? And so they weren't touring no more. And they were just going to do albums. But in that time, he started doing his own shit because they already started breaking up. Yeah. There's a conspiracy where they, the reason why they stopped touring is because Paul McCartney is really dead. And this guy right here is just somebody playing as Paul McCartney. He got like plastic surgery and all this shit. There's a whole thing. I think I, they made a documentary about it, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm, I'm so done with conspiracy theories. Through me, ooh, ooh, baby, a bird in the land is worth 
Yeah. That song is That's so dope, man. So fucking good. Um, this five five five, is that from that song? Uh no. Iceberg? Oh, he That's, did no, he so yeah, this is the return of Iceberg. He was uh he did a couple uh way a couple yeah, episodes he, back. Uh so he's back. Um and he, he and he did it. He just released an album, I think, too. Yeah, that's what I was gonna plug. He just released an album. So check him out on Bandcamp, Iceberg. Slice. Sliceberg, I mean uh Iceberg. I'm thinking of the pimp. Uh uh, but no, he did the Tina one. Oh, he did the Tina one. Okay. Well, I'll just play yours then. Here we go. Let me make sure the volume's all right. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Good thing I didn't do that. Oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't do too much with it because I was very busy. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I like the way you uh mess with the effects more on this one. Yeah, I was trying to experiment on effects. Yeah, and I was trying to put more. I wanted to put more to use the vocals. I started yeah. off, but then I was like, no, I don't like it. And then I, I, I. I sped a little piece up and it kind of did like this, you know, like a little, uh, it sounded almost like a Fender Rhodes kind uh -huh. of sound. And then I just started playing with that. And then, you know, I just was changing it all up and shit, but giving it the same rhythm. Yeah, no, it came out pretty tight. That's, uh, that was Charlie fucking with the uh, Paul McCartney wing sample. All right, now we, we've got a... Uh, this week he assigned to me uh Tina Turner. Turner. Yeah, Tina Turner. R.I.P. Tina. Yeah, rest in peace. It's on, it's in a commercial right now, so just bear with me while I Yeah, and this is a, a Led Zeppelin cover. Yeah. This is with Ike. She was with Ike.
That was uh, Tina. She's she's her and Ike were tight together. Yeah, Uh, I it was hard. Oh what? Yeah, it was it was hard. It was you know. We'll see. I'm I'm curious. I'm gonna play Sliceberg first. I'm I'm, I know he's gonna rip it up. So. Oh yeah. tight you did a great fucking job on that man you killed that shit that was sliceberg, the return the return of the sliceberg and what's perfect is that he did it the perfect amount of time a minute and 30 seconds we don't you know we tell people that but they don't sometimes they don't listen but he, that's a minute 30 dude. Well, minute 30 <laughs> yeah just it's, it's a good one it's a good one yeah, so all right yeah. Shout out to Sliceberg. Check out his his new beat tape out there. Uh, uh, it's called Why uh, Why Am I So Awake? Ooh. So I'm Bandcamp. Sliceberg. Sliceberg. Thanks for your contribution, man. All right. And this is uh, what I did. I don't remember what I did, um, but I remember not really liking it. <laughs> so. Here we go.
Man, you voice. That shit's so dope. I said what? Like I used the voice. Yeah, you know, like I wanted to because there wasn't too many other elements in that in that uh song. You know, like it has a dope ass intro. And after that, you know, it's you know, it's a typical song from the sixties, you know. It's crazy how, you know, Sliceberg it sounds totally different. Like Absolutely. And then, you know, I was like, and then the way you did it is more like uh more slumpier. Yeah. Um, it's, it's that's why that's why it's so cool when I sent you uh what I what I'm gonna uh submit to you this week. Uh do you have mines already? Yeah, want me to play it? Uh just send it to me so I can find it on YouTube. Okay, I'll send you the YouTube one then. Yeah. Play mine. Okay, so first up is gonna be Garbo Sabo? Zabo? Wow, Garbo Zabo. Okay. Love that guy. sampled that fucking your favorite singer oh someone did sing it huh yeah stay with me i can't think of, I, I hear it in my head but oh, that fucking john legend oh jesus that's <laughs> but you see how you see how it changed in the middle I didn't realize that he changed it and then it sounded like a, a spooky little girl like you. Right, dude. I mean, dude, Garbo, man, that guy. So yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen, to, I'm gonna go through that album now that I think about it. He has a lot of shit, dude. Like he um if you listen to Carlos Santana, this is how I found out about this cat. Because Carlos Santana takes a lot from Garbo. And he's a jazz guitar player, um, but he had this certain style of playing where he was using like drone chords and shit like that. And, and you know, and um, you can hear it in Carlos Santana's playing, you know? Um, and well, yeah, he's one of my favorites, dude. Yeah, Just so I am going to start in 1973 and see what happens from there. Um, so you sent me an Astrude Gilberto track. I'm going to use this footage and then I'll look for it on Spotify. She uh, passed recently? Yeah, she passed recently. One of the uh, quintessential voices of uh, Brazil, Bossa Nova. She was married to, uh, uh, what's his name, right? Carlos Jobim. No, not. Uh, Gilberto. Yeah. 
time one of my my wife's friends when we were younger she wasn't my wife then mm-hmm. we were dating she brought one of her fat friends and she was like why are you listening to elevator music and i was like fuck you <laughs> hell of man because it's not elevator music where are they at now Ooh, fat friends mm-hmm. wow. have you know they have kids have sandwich married still big um yeah like it's so funny to me that i remember the first time hearing the i I remember the first time finding out who she was Mm -hmm. and i was hearing her on am radio Mm -hmm. and for some reason the 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 music sounded extra better on am radio yeah the, the music from the 60s and it was probably just all that chamber reverb that they used to use back then um and then you know you you go and you get you know the 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 collection compilation albums you know the after midnight hour compilation albums and and it has all their greatest hits on it and you go through it and when you listen to certain bossom nova music like people listen to it now and be like oh it's you know it's you know, they could call it elevator music. They've been calling it that for years, but you know, you it's 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 essentially you know, it's kind of lo-fi. Yeah. They probably you know, did that on purpose. They probably played it on elevators on purpose because people freak out, you know? Could be. Play some astruch, she relaxes you. You're like, hey, everything's all right. Yeah. You know, she sounds, you know, the girl. I think people I think people say that about low uh, you know slow tempoed like music and especially with like bossa nova got really lumped in with you know um people from that people that that in the, from the 1950s and 60s that were very rigid you know that have cocktail parties and listen to bossa nova so i think it it got that little cliche in america yeah i guess but and you know it's very it's simple but complex music and when it first came out people were like what the fuck is this like in brazil because before that you had like samba yeah and then you got jao gilberto and carlos jobim and luis bonfa and all these cats who are also samba players but jobim i think was the guy not jobim um uh, Jao, I think both of them. Jao was a guitar player. He started playing those samba chords, slowed it down. 
right? Almost like what they did with Ska, and then it became uh, dub, dub, dub music, you know, like reggae, you know, they slowed it down, you know, and that changed the whole groove. You know, and people were like, oh, this shit is... I remember when you started wearing a lot of bowler hats and you were trying to, like, bring back this whole greaser look. <laughs> so I, I was like, I remember I remember when you were trying to do that. You were like, yeah, man, like, let's go let's go to this squirrel nut zipper show. And I'm like, nah, dude, I'm going to go watch most deaf, man. You, you, you can keep your ska. Yeah, yeah, at the same time when you were wearing, like, tight biker clothes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought I was buying the hip BMX wear, but it ended up being, you know, the Tour de France, not X Games, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I took the wrong ride at the at the Mike's bike shop. Oh uh, man. Well, anyway, so now we know. So you, you, if you want to join in with the uh, uh, sample of the week beat exchange challenge, pick one of those tracks or pick both tracks, whatever you want. Sample it, flip it, use drums only, and submit it to us at the Gmail podcast, the beat exchange podcast.com is where you want to go. And then you'll find out all the information and rules there. The beat exchange podcast.com is where you're going to want to go. And uh, man, it felt good to get this uh, uh, podcast out the way. Uh, You know, we'll get back into the rhythm of things and we'll, you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. Maybe we might do some back to back weeks to see how the schedule allows uh, by us making the beats. Um, But if you want to call too, if you want to call like the like Hugo called in, uh, the number is uh, 415-504-2854. 415-504-2854. All right. Call as many times as you want. You know, if you mess up, you're like, okay, let me let me try that again. Go ahead. I'm the one who listens to him, you know? And then tell me, hey, don't play that one. Play this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so to all that, you know, we want to invite you guys to listen to our music that we create. Uh, go visit Charlie Chingus's, uh band camp. Uh, and then you'll be able to find all his beat tapes. And then when you're there, you'll also run into Hugo Monster. And then there you'll be able to see all the beats that uh, uh, Charlie and him collabed on and created uh, many, many, many projects, Clear, and uh, so forth. And now he has a new album out called Trial and Error, which is available right now. I think cassettes are still available. I'm not sure. But either way, I know he has CDs if he still have a CD player. But it's all digital and it's all available on Spotify. Trial and Error by Hugo Monster. Make sure to check that out. And also, he has some dope music videos associated with that album as well. Um, If you want to check out the Beat Exchange Beat Tape compilations, that's again available at Bandcamp. Head over there and look up the Beat Exchange podcast and there you'll be able to get volumes one through five. And uh, you'll hear all of the sample challenges that we've done. And everybody that's contributed has been uh, placed on those albums as well. If you purchase it or donate it, that is going right into the podcast. And we appreciate all the support from everybody that has ever gotten that album. And if you've gotten it out the blue and you listen to it and you're like, what the fuck did I just buy? 
Hey man, don't trip. Uh, yeah, like kind of like what? What is this? Yeah, you're tipping us. Yeah, it's like uh, yeah, you gotta listen to the podcast. It's like our like little inside joke. Yeah. Yeah, so we appreciate all of that. So uh, I've got music out as well. I have a new album out right now. You Offer More Dead, produced by Chill the God. I have T-shirts. I have cassette tapes still available. Um, gonna close to selling out on the cassette tapes, which is always a good thing. T-shirts, I know that he has a bunch of. If you got it, if you want to get yourself one, let me know, and I'll and I'll send you over the information so you can contact Chill to God. The album you offer more dead is available on podcasts uh, everywhere. I mean, streaming services everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, and all that kind of good stuff like that. You offer more dead, you'll listen to it, and then you'll see exactly what's inside of my mind. Um, also, make sure to stay tuned for everything new and exciting that is coming up down the uh, coming down down the pipes. I'm working on a um, a new album collabed with uh, Charlie with a couple of tracks, uh, with Chef Mike on a couple of tracks, and I'm hoping to have that done soon so it could be prepared for late um november maybe december uh depends on if we decide on making any merchandise um but also i should have one coming out in august with burnt baccarat that should be coming out i haven't heard much about it but it's fine it's done it's you know i don't know what's gonna happen with it but it, it might come out i think it's called eyes of ice um it's gonna be different mm. it's gonna be different you know what i mean it's gonna be um it's gonna be more lighter yeah so if you heard this last time you're like ah you know it's like it's a little too dark for me man uh the, i got one coming up in august that might be more down your flavor so you know don't don't sleep on your boys uh that's about it man charlie nice. yep you good oh, Instagram. Yeah. That's the only one I use. Instagram at Charlie Chingus. Make sure to follow him there. Like I said, he also runs the Beat Exchange podcast Instagram page as well. We appreciate everybody for tuning in and hanging in with us while we were on a little bit of a hiatus, but we are back now and in full effect. And remember, delete your browser history.